Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. And welcome back to another episode of Sit Crooked Talk Straight. I am honored, as always, to be with you. It is such a pleasure to sit with one of my besties, Leanne Jameson, and just talk about life and unpack all the things. And I'm super excited about our topic today. Leanne, do you want to share with our audience what our topic is? Because I think it's um, you have helped me in many ways unpack some of this. And so what are we talking about today? Yeah, we are talking about the divine feminine. So yeah, and and the the energy that comes along with it and the masculine energy too. We Mm. are, we are all about inclusion here. We are (laughs) all about recognizing both sides and integrating both sides because we are, we are all, I mean, because when we talk about the divine feminine and masculine, this isn't about body parts or organs or anything like that. It's talking about an energy. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is something that I know I have dove into. I have, uh, been taught just like many of us have, especially when we're highly successful, you know, air quote successful, however you identify that driven women, uh, to really embrace all of the masculine and completely mm. disregard our, our feminine. Yeah. And we are actually in this stage of huge rapid transformation where more and more women are stepping up and stepping into their power, stepping into their awareness, their awareness of their power. And this is the change that is needed. I believe not everybody has to believe this, uh, but I believe is necessary for change in the world Mm -hmm. because yeah, if you're a male listening to this, sorry, no, no, I'm not even going to say, sorry, guys, shit sort of hitting the fan. (laughs) And uh, you guys have around the world for long enough. I think it's time. (laughs) It's time to throw the towel. <laughs> Who run the world? Girls. Girls. <laughs> right. So I love that you bring in like the yin and the yang of um, masculine and feminine because one cannot really truly exist in its fullness without the other. And there has been a real cultural lean on the masculine. And we will not be discounting that. Um, we will not be yes. bashing that. We will not be... bringing negativity to the masculine, what we're going to do is counteract some of the negativity and the discount of the feminine 
by highlighting and honoring and embracing and celebrating so that we can even them out a little bit more because the yin and the yang is about balance. It is about the masculine and the feminine energy being in balance. And we've been so out of balance. There's been an imbalance for so long. I mean, forever. And let's just be real, like forever. And so the bringing back into, so it might sound very heavy on the feminine and and it might even seem or sound um, a little bit uh, contrary or negative towards the masculine, but that is not our intent. Our intent is just to, to highlight and to bring more awareness into the feminine because ladies, we are powerhouses when we are honoring the truth that lies within us, the authentic parts of our feminine, our divine. And that's why we're using the language divine feminine, because there is such power and there are such, I think, spiritual undertones and spiritual strength that comes when we talk about the divine feminine, when we talk about the, the softer parts, the, because the softer doesn't mean weaker. Like, let's be right. clear. Soft does not mean weak. And um, maybe later on in the episode, we'll get into some other language that really discounts the female um, or feminine energy to, to challenge ourselves and how we think about the feminine energy, right? Because we have these biases and these stereotypes and these isms, right? That come into play because of what we've been taught, what we've been told. We need to challenge those things within ourselves too. It's not just challenging what's going on externally. It's what's going on internally. Right. Well, and I want to add too what we've been taught, what we've learned, but also what we've experienced, right? Because when we do actually engage in some of our more divine, like some of the feminine energy, and I'm going to bring it back to more of like the corporate world and, you know, entrepreneurship and, and, you know, those, uh, sort of aspects, because that's my experience. You know, I have the experience of society, you know, and my family and stuff like that. But then the experience is then reinforced when it was for me anyways, when I entered the workforce and wanted to expand in my career Mm -hmm. and how we're not supposed to lead with our heart. We're not supposed to lead with our intuition. We're supposed to be logical all the time. And, and yes, right? Yes, those, those um, characteristics must exist. And the other, it doesn't discount the other. So, I mean, going back to um, the softness, like, I'm curious as to like, what you were to taught, you know, (laughs) younger about like being soft, being intuitive, and, and just to give a couple before we get into that, too, I want to give a couple examples of characteristics of the feminine and the, the, masculine. So qualities of the divine feminine energy are intuitive, heart-centered, forgiving, compassionate, healing, empathetic, nurturing, creative, nature lover, because guess what? Mother earth is a mother. (laughs) (laughs) And we were created, I believe from her. So (laughs) yeah, me too. Yeah. Right. So it's looking at that and, uh, where was like looking at collaborator collaboration, right? What we're doing, what Mm. we do here on, you know, the podcast with so many women are so amazing at 
lover sensuality, mm. right? Lover. We're going to get into the next one. Yes. <laughs> the next <Rawr>. episode. <laughs> sensuality too. Getting into that next episode. Can't wait for you guys to be there. Being kind, being gentle and being communicative. So that's all the divine mm. feminine. Now let's look at the divine masculine, right? And, and just look at how these two resonate with you, where you are in your life right now, whether, you know, personally, professionally. So the masculine is risk-taking, assertiveness, action-oriented, disciplined, boundaries, confidence, objectivity, logic, and analysis. This one's interesting. Warrior, yang, and survival. Mm. So So just looking at those, and that's why I think, you know, it's important for us not think, I know that it's important for us to combine these. And I would challenge some of the masculine words too. of just like, well, women can be confident. (laughs) It's not a masculine thing, but, but in all reality, when you look at the, the differences between the characteristics, that's sort of how it's laid out. Um, and not to mention, you know, when we're risk takers, like as females, the negative connotation of society of, oh my gosh, she's so assertive. No, that's not how we're viewed. No, it's, oh, she's being such a bitch. Yeah. Mm, Right. Mm -hmm. Or God, she's taking that huge risk. Right. I remember speaking to a powerhouse female who bought, a who started a a winery, not a winery, um, a wine bar. I can't remember if I've talked about her before. I think I have. I don't know. No. So she's here locally and she talked about this, this big risk that she took by signing like over her house, essentially when she was getting this loan mm. and how, you know, it was so many other people were like, are you sure you're going to do that? Are you sure you're going to succeed? Are you sure? But, but when a guy does that, right. When a male does that, it's like, oh, of course he's risk-taking. You have to, you have to risk a lot to gain a lot. Right. Mm. So so yeah, going back to, I just wanted to identify those, like just give some words to it, um, just to give some, some concepts there, but like, yeah. So, but you mentioned, um, the softness and mm-hmm. like, what were you taught? So, so I grew up, so I lived with my dad from my parents divorced when I was 10. I lived with my dad age 10 to 13 or 14. So some, some pivotal formative years, And my dad was an entrepreneur, worked a lot, was gone a lot, but I definitely got the message that women, women had a certain place and know your place, know your role and stay there. And he never overtly, although he would joke and say things, and I may have shared this once before, but he, he may, or he had, he would joke and say, why don't women need to wear a watch? because there's a clock on the stove and that's where you, right? And so there's just this, so whether it was overtly or covertly, there were just messages that I picked up on more so than anything, because when we talk about like, not just what we were raised with, what we heard growing up, but what has been reinforced in the, in our, our work environments and culturally, I draw way more connection to how I have felt about the feminine versus the masculine based on reinforcements when I got into um, executive leadership. And I remember like it was yesterday, I had a difficult conversation. It was a conference call where I was the only female on the call. And we were talking about something that I got a little heated about. And I was 
very passionate about what I felt and what I was defending. And it had to do with somebody on my team, my leadership team at the facility level. And there were some things that were being said that I defended, that I, I became defensive and I defended my team. And, and I can remember the things that I said, and if it feels appropriate for me to go into more detail, I absolutely will. Cause I, there's, I feel no shame about what I said or what happened. I want to respect the players that, that were being spoken about, but I defended one of my teammates with passion and some emotion. And later that day, I got a call from my boss who was not on the call and he is his guidance, his feedback to me was, Katie, I really need for you to be more careful in future conversations with these types of people, basically the, the other VPs or other higher up executives in the company and not emote so much. He said, don't emote so much. I know, and I was like, that's a really interesting. And like, I think he was being very calculated and cautious in the way that he was right. talking about it. And, and, and so more context, he is a, an older middle-aged white man. Um, mm -hmm. And guess who I was talking my audience in the call earlier that day was all middle-aged white men. Yeah. And <laughs> my, my response at the time, and I don't even, I haven't thought about this a whole lot. My response at the time was, I know, I know, I know I did get, I did get heated I did let my emotions be seen. I was authentic in that. Yeah. But after, after we hung up my, and I was able to process it some more, I was like, that was not the response. That was not the response I wanted to have. What, like what I wanted to say, and I don't, I'm not even sure that I have a fully developed, what I wanted to have said was, but I wish that I had had more confidence or more assuredness mm -hmm. in how I presented in the meeting, honoring those parts of me and how, how would I have defended that to my boss at the time that he was confronting me about it? I'm not sure because we had a fun, funny relationship anyway, <laughs> just like communication and whatnot, but he had some real beliefs about business and how you should conduct yourself in, during business. And, but he also knew, knows and has talked to me about my strengths as a therapist. And so there was no surprise that as a therapist, I'm going to bring more emotion. I'm going to bring more connection and awareness to the emotional side of the conversation. So there's a, a blessing and a curse yeah. And, and how people are going to perceive you, my takeaway from that interaction and what that really reinforced in me was, it's not my job to be in charge of what other people are experiencing mm. when they are in communication or conversation with me. My job is to show up and be as authentic as I can. Right. And now hindsight being what it is, I did. I yes. showed up in that conversation with the VPs and spoke my truth. And I might've, my voice might've been quivering as I did it, but I spoke my truth yes. and can be really proud of that. I don't love the way I handled the conversation afterwards with my boss, but you live and you learn and you realize kind of the, the other, what do I want to say? I guess you just realize the, 
what comes up in you at different times and, and what you deem as important or not. And I think maybe I had just expended all of my masculine energy or all of, I'm sorry, all of my feminine energy during the previous conversation that I didn't have a whole lot left because I was, it's a lot to show up in your authenticity in those ways and your truth and, and know that you're going to be confronted with, combated, um, counteracted with all of this opposite, opposite energy that Mm -hmm. it just, it's a lot. And so anyway, I'm not sure around what point I started to mentally and emotionally challenge what I've been taught, what I've seen, what I've heard, but, but it has grown. And I think that's, that's probably the case with most of us. There are little seeds that are planted. It's just like when it it grows inside of us, there are little seeds that are planted when we're younger based on messaging, it grows until it doesn't fit anymore. And then other seeds are planted. Thank God there are other seeds are planted of like, no, embrace this. No, it's okay to go into a meeting and be emotional because you're a human. You're a freaking human. So like, it's okay to have emotion and not be so robotic. And then those seeds start to grow. And then hopefully the garden gets a little bit more evened out. You know, whatever the vegetation is, whatever's growing gets a little bit more evened out, but it's, it's important, I think, to identify some of our experiences, where we have learned them, how they have come about, and then begin to look at where where those other people were coming from, where the messages were coming from. When all the messaging comes from middle-aged white men, ladies, it's time to really question how much weight we're putting there. I mean, let's be like, let's just call a spade a spade. When white men are telling you how to act and behave, it becomes very appropriate. And I give you full permission to say, hold on, time out, pump the brakes, what the fuck am I doing? No, I, I am I am not a middle-aged man, a white man. So why am I continuing to try to fit myself into this mold? Like cut it out. No, you right. are you are a woman. You are feminine and masculine at the same time, but embrace those parts of you. Hello, amazing women. I am Leanne Jameson, the founder of Essentially Zenfall. We work with highly determined, influential, visionary women who feel like they have lost their spark. They might feel stuck and stagnant. These are women who have very big visions, very big dreams, and they need the guidance and the support to make this dream happen. You know, we help them reclaim their spark even bigger and brighter and stronger by giving them the roadmap and the support to embrace their personal power. We create unshakable confidence and you will become something bigger and part of something bigger. You will live your life with intention, clarity, purpose, passion, and inspiration. Let us help you find your way back to yourself and into something so much bigger and so much more expansive into your big life dream and your vision through the Next Level Life Purpose Coaching Program. To hear more about this program, reach out to me. I am easily accessible. I love talking to everybody. You can email me at essentiallyzenful at gmail.com. You can go to my web website at easyliving.space. That's the letter E, the letter Z, and then living.space. I cannot wait to connect with you. Sending so much light and love. 
absolutely. So <laughs> I just I just punched the air. You can't see me, but I just like punched the air. That was my like right. Like it was just well, good. No, go. Just kind of there's a part of me that wants to like do like a big F you to all the things that have held me back and told me to be someone else. And and then I also have this gratitude that I have had those experiences. And so it's not really like a big F you. It's more of a, aha, uh, I will learn from that. And aha, uh, I will call that. I will, I will call your bluff when you walk into a meeting and you pretend like you have no emotions. Because folks, I sit with men in therapy. I yes. sit with men who are listening. I sit with you in therapy. And I hold space for you when you break down because you have not allowed yourself to hold space and the rest of your day, you carve out one hour every other week to come in and hold space for your emotions. No wonder you break down in tears in my Mm -hmm. office every time that you come to see me because you have not allowed for there to be any other space where there, where there's safety in doing that. And then you perpetuate, I feel myself getting on a soapbox. You perpetuate (laughs) that environment and all the other men and women who are in your presence. And then the cycle, it's a snowball. Mm -hmm. And so no wonder, and this is not a dig or a slam, but a very uh, trans, like a, this is a truth that I have experienced in my office as a therapist is that, thank God you at least have allowed yourself to come into a therapist's office and get honest about some things and allow the emotion to come out. But damn, would it be easier if you just allowed for there to be some safe space throughout the rest of your day and week so that you don't have to bottle it all up, save it for that one hour and then let it out because it's killing you. It's slowly killing you. And ladies, same. Ladies, same. We, go ahead. No, I mean, like, I love that you, you went in this direction because my mind kept on going there again, same wavelength. So like, what has society taught men that perpetuates this, right? That's like, not, it just breaks my heart. And I remember Brene Brown, right. When she talks about the guy that comes up to her and he's like, you know, you can write all this stuff about vulnerability and um, all this about for, for women, but what about men? And when we want to break down and how the women look at us and they're like, they freak out and all of this stuff. Right. right. So it is this whole, it's, a, it's really a call to action for everyone, for everyone. Yeah. I don't care what gender, non-gender, non-binary, whatever it is, yeah. is to embrace all parts of you, especially. And, and, and again, you said it in the beginning where, especially when we've been leaning so heavily on the, on the male energy is yes, we are going to talk about really embracing the divine energy, the divine feminine energy um, of just allowing the space of emotions and not getting freaked out. And that's for me too, right? Because of what I was taught, I was so uncomfortable with my husband sharing feelings with me and breaking down that I, I would just like not know what to do. So I just, I would just sit there with him. I could hold space. Right. I, but I, and I've only seen him break down maybe not even a handful of times. And we have been married. It's going on 18 years. Um, so it breaks my heart to think what I've done to perpetuate it Mm. and why I've chosen to change and continue to, because I can still 
feel that discomfort when, when, when shit gets real and he starts talking about emotions. I'm like, way back. Like I, I think about it. It's like, I married a fucking Marine. Okay. (laughs) You can't get more hard ass than that. And (laughs) I don't think anyways. Um, but so there was this specific thing that I was drawn to. I was considered, and this goes back to, to the stories that were told when we're younger too, highly emotional, you're over emotional, you are unstable, you, you know, all these things where, yeah, maybe because I was fucking 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19, like all the way up into my twenties, my emotions are changing. We're changing until, I mean, like not, not to mention my our hormones constantly, but like, I'm trying to figure shit out. I don't, right. you know, it's, it's not, it's such a, you know, I hate that. It's such a negative connotation to be emotional mm. for both males and females. Right. That just makes me sad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the call to action. It's just like, we all need to shift into acceptance of both mm. and holding space for both. And shifting the stories or the belief systems of our kids and their kids and all the generations to come um, to, to know that it's, it's more than okay to accept both. It's actually necessary for us not to survive, but to thrive, Mm. right. To, To live in this society. So good. Where yeah, we're not just mm. live, you know, you know, we're just, I, I don't know what else to say. Right. It's just like that. Let's move from survival into creation. Creation mm. is divine feminine. So. Mm. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. So that's so, so beautiful that you weave in to right? Like the survival versus thriving. And so many of us, even outside of this topic, sometimes feel like we're just in a place of, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. I'm just trying to survive. So the idea of thriving is like this way off, really nice concept, maybe for other people, but like not, not me or not, you know, whoever's, whoever's looking at it might doubt that as being a part of what's possible for them. But I think you bring in this really beautiful call to action, but also shift in perspective around when we start to create space within ourselves to question these things. And I'm going to go back to your, um, the two words that have rocked my world over this last year is curiosity and compassion. And can you, can you look at how you've been raised, the messaging that you have received, the, the preconceived notions that you hold with you? Can you look at those things with some curiosity and compassion and say like, oh, maybe, maybe I have contributed to some of this, mm. perpetuated some of this. And, and then just get curious about why that is, where it came from, and then what can you do to challenge that? What can you do to pivot in a way that is more honoring of maybe how you really like authentically feel, but you've been conditioned to respond in a different way? That's always the internal conflict for me. I feel it. And then I have my conditioned self come in and be like, nope. Um, right. Like that's not safe. And so my, my process has been really challenging and getting curious about that conditioned part of me. And then having the, the insight or the wherewithal really it's been having the training to pause and then see, check in with myself to see, okay, 
what's what's real, what's true, and what's not. Yeah. What's mine and what is someone else's? Because mm-hmm. so much of the conditioned self is somebody else's. Yeah. The authentic response, the divine feminine response, is what is happening inside of my heart and my soul. But so much I'm in my head, which is where a lot of my conditioned self lives. And whenever they say the, the longest 18 inches is between your head and your heart. Right. Right. So many laughs I've gotten out of that from like young adults that oh, gosh. I had in therapy. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> so, but the, but recognizing that that distance, yes. that, um, that incongruence, that conflict, internal conflict creates even more distance. But we can, if we pause and we really look at what, what we're feeling, we can honor those parts of us. And it does come back to um, collaboration and creativity mm-hmm. and, and dare I say, like, it's just, it's a, it's a more evolved way of living life. It's because it's not about survival. It's not about this primitive part in us that is just like, Oh, stay alive. Right. <laughs> right? It's about co-creation. It's about co- That's what it comes down to when we are able to shift into that divine energy, that the feminine energy, it's, it's, you know, that creation it's co-creating, it's trusting in ourselves, that mm-hmm. intuition, right? This is a mantra of mine is I have trust and faith in myself. Mm. I have trust and faith in myself because we have been taught not to, to trust ourselves. Like, well, if I go too far this way, then I'm never coming back. If I go too too far this way, I'm never coming back. So, so it it truly is this flow right between these areas uh, and that constant awareness of when we're, Mm. you know, when we might be tipping too far into one area and, um, and just recognizing that without judgment. And that's the kindness of the divine feminine of the kindness and the compassion in order to collaborate and co-create so that we can think logically so that we can Mm. take really awesome risks so that we can be assertive and be able to, um, express ourselves and emote. Look at you. Look at you. You just wove all of that. And what you all couldn't see is Leanne did the um, infinity symbol, the like figure eight um, and talking about weaving in and out and kind of vacillating between the two and um, how one actually supports the other. And when we honor both sides of it, both sides are supported in a way that allows things to come out in this really beautiful and powerful, which that's probably another um, masculine word, powerful, but, Mm -hmm. but damn, does that not resonate with me when I think about what women are doing when they show up and are courageous, it is so powerful. And, 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 and we all benefit. We all benefit men, women, adults, children, our internal or external, everyone benefits when we show up that way. Well, and I was just thinking too, you know, about the, the, the males that you help in, in your practice, right. And, and how you, they benefit from it and how, when they show up authentically, when they give themselves that space. So again, it goes back to all, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And just, 
this keeps on coming up for me of this example between like um, shifting from masculine to feminine. And this is not my story. It's a story of a woman who I am so grateful to know. And she truly was like, when I met her, she was struggling. She was struggling with her words, right? She, they were about, you know, she was afraid that she was going to get evicted. They were, they have a special needs child and twins and, she couldn't work. I mean, like, cause she was a caretaker, all of these things were happening. Right. And, and they were all coming to a head and she was stuck in survival of obviously. Right. She's like, how am I going to pay for these meds for my kid? Like, how am I going to do all these things? And she, I don't know if she's aware of this or not, but I know that she listens to our podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> she will hear this. She opened up. So she was in survival mode. She, uh, was really having to be logical. And as we were talking, we were talking about opening up to that intuition, opening up to the trust within herself that she can make it through, that she is resilient, that she has made it through so many things. Um, and really looking at just like how to just ease into and stop fighting against Mm. the, the feminine part of just like, you know, touching into that creation, touching into the, um, I don't want to say just being compassionate with herself, Mm -hmm. acceptance of herself, but where she is and faith and trust in the process in the universe, Mm -hmm. right? That was a big one. And when she did that, a neighbor, she didn't know how she was going to get to the store because she didn't have a car. She didn't know how she was going to pay for certain things. She didn't, she, all these unknowns and a neighbor came over who she had never met before introduced herself. And she was like, listen, I can take you to the store. I can take you here. She like spent Easter with her. She, they, you know, like when father was away, you know, dad was away, uh, for different reasons, like she had that support. So she, when she leaned into that feminine, you see how the creation, the co-creation opens up. She didn't know all these things. And it's like, oh, the universe is like, oh, let me provide this for you. Right. All she had to do was step into it. Mm. Um, and that's just, I don't know that, that kept on coming to me. Cause it was such a, such a, like, just I like right there. It's like, when mm. we ask, it's right there. Right. When we can tap into, <sighs> breathing Mm. and, you know, staying centered and staying in, um, yeah, just in, in our, in our quiet place of knowing that, Mm. that I think about within like the feminine, the intuition, Mm -hmm. it was just this beautiful immediate almost. And I think that's why it comes to me is like, it was so immediate Mm -hmm. uh, when she was able to make that internal shift, what happened externally. So I don't know. I just felt like I needed to share that. Uh, That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Just to give that like real example of like, yeah, we strive, strive, strive. And that's our uh, that's our masculine. And there is, there's a place for strategy and logic. And I mean, all of the things that the masculine brings and not at the cost of the, at the, of the feminine, right. Mm. It's, it's not at that cost. It's yeah, it's both. And and how amazing things can happen when we open up to both. It's incongruence, right? Like we we're really good at alliteration here on the show. Um, the, the cost, right. Like it doesn't have to come at a cost. It can come at a, right. It's like, we're, what, what are we gaining? By yes. <laughs> yes. By integrating both. There's and and, and the beauty of, of not turning off one part in order or to sacrifice 
one part of us in order to maintain the other parts. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like in, as a society, we do that too often anyway, because we're really, well, we think we're really good at compartmentalization where we like, you know, I'll just focus on this right now. And we become very fragmented in who we are and how we show up. I can remember going to work and like literally feeling like I put on my like CEO hat so that I could like mentally and emotionally shift into that space. And then, and it was helpful on one hand, because when I would come home, I would have to like literally take that hat off because I knew I couldn't treat my husband and my son that way. I knew I couldn't (laughs) show up in that way. I I had tried to be CEO of my husband and like, I got fired. <laughs> I got, I fired myself because it was like, I was like working. Um, but how much did I rob my, my own experience and the experience of others when I went to work and put on the CEO hat and that was out of survival. That was out of 100%. I have got to show up in this way because this is how people need me to show up thinking, thinking that I knew how people needed me to show up. So first, first part is we make a lot of assumptions how people need us to show up is just in our authenticity. Yes. Not not wearing a hat or a mask or playing the role, but just showing up as you are. And right. and and this is going to be the kicker because it was for me. Not everyone's going to like you. Uh, yeah. Not everyone is going to love you and your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Again, not my job. My job is not to I tried that. I tried that <laughs> for years to be everyone's cup of tea. And do you know what I ended up doing? I ended up being this disgusting, muddy cup of water that like nobody wanted, nor myself, because it was just every, it was a conglomeration of trying to make everybody happy, which made nobody happy, right. most importantly, myself. And yeah. so learning what my flavor of tea is, to continue this analogy, is, <laughs> is to really like honor like I'm, 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 I'm a robust vanilla, spicy chai type tea. When I try to be. Chai is my favorite. No wonder why we get along. Heck yeah, sister. So when I embrace that and stop trying to be, um, not that I don't like green tea, but I'm trying to think of other teas or like a passion fruit tea. It's not that I don't like those teas. It's just that when I try to be those teas for too long, it really it really doesn't taste good. It's not good. It's not good, y'all. And and not only like that, you're mixing them all together, it doesn't work. No, gross. <laughs> no, nobody wants that. And so realizing, recognizing that, like when I am in my authenticity and when I am my most purest form of self, not everyone is going to love or want that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. Some people are not your people. That's okay. And the more we give ourselves, I think, permission to really honor those parts of us and to stop trying to fit into somebody else's mold, Um, because really everybody else's mold, for the most part, whether we want to believe it or not, does come from this this masculine male centered energy, because that is what we have lived with our entire lives. Um, That is what has been most prevalent forever has -hmm. been this male dominated energy and environment and perspective. And so when we start to push up against that, ladies, get ready, get ready for people to raise an eyebrow, get ready for even, even your own sister, your own, your own women um, that you feel like should be in your corner 
man, that was one of the most surprising and hurtful things when I started to experience other women pushing back on my authenticity around that and just being like, wait a second, you're, (laughs) we're supposed to be in this together, but there are conditioned parts that were really strong that really pushed back. And, and I had to come to a place of acceptance and realization that I'm not going to win everybody over by doing this, but I'm going to, I'm going to win myself over. Exactly. And, and I'm going to win over the hearts of people who are in alignment with what I'm trying to achieve, which is just to show up mm-hmm. in my, my most authentic form. Um, and so, yeah, not everyone's going to like it y'all. Right. Well, and at that point it's, you know, what do we do to, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you decide whether or not this is your duty to yourself, to your values, to society, whatever it is of, how much do we educate and say, no, no, this is, this is actually the way that it's meant to be mm. to, for me to show up authentically. I was talking to an executive director yesterday and, um, you know, she's like, I really, I really need help. Her boss came to her and said like, you need help. Mm. Uh, and, and I was like, well, what do you, what do you need help with? She's like, I just, you know, there's so much. I I want, I don't know if she used the word emote, but that keeps on sticking in my head, but she had a lot going on personally that that's what I was thinking of when you were talking about, it's like, you know, you put on these different hats and yes, we are surviving that way. Right. At times it can benefit us. Right. Mm -hmm. It can, right. It's just like, what energy am I picking up? What am I leaving behind all of that stuff? But when we shift from like, what hat, even those, even those words, what hat do you put on versus how are you utilizing your energy? Right. <laughs> right? A very male yes. way of describing it. The hat. Yeah. Male versus, you know, yeah. looking at male and female. Um, but she, she was just like, I, I need to not let my personal life come to work with me. I said, I don't know if your boss is going to like my program. <laughs> I don't know that this is the kind of help he was uh, going for. I'm like, I know it's going to help you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just going to send him the information. But, but I said, that's not, that's, that's actually not helpful. Mm. It's about, it's about um, how are we integrating? Mm. How are we integrating personal and professional? Because guess what? We spend I think I read like 90,000 hours at fucking work, right? And over a lifetime. So I, I'm just like, this is, we can't dissect ourselves that way. No. We're not meant to, we're not no. meant to. So that's what, you know, and that's what I'm talking about with her. I was just like, well, we'll see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And moving forward. But I just want to let you know, that's not my belief, right? No. I don't think we need to separate. I just think we need to be aware. Yeah of how things are coming out and, and stay curious about that. And do we want to be more effective at some time, you know, at some points, like you were saying that example with your boss and and stuff like, "Hmm, it would have been nice to express myself differently or handle it differently. Uh, But that's not about somebody else and how they received it. It's about be honoring yourself again. Right. Right. So it comes back to you and how do I want to value or how do I want to exert my values and align my values? Um, So it makes me think about Donnie Epstein and he is a doctor who created somatorespiratory integration. And he talks about moving uh, soul into role. 
mm-hmm. right? We all have these roles, but how do we how do we move through our day with our soul as we are in these different roles, mm-hmm. right? And that and that just speaks to that authenticity. Uh, and it's, it's not separate. It's not separate. Just like the feminine and the masculine are not meant to be separate. They are meant to be integrated. They are meant to be, it's meant to be a dance and, uh, Mm. you know, just so, so yeah, it, it's just really, uh, speaks to me of just how we, how it's, how important it is to our society today for all of us to move our, our soul into role and to integrate the feminine with the masculine and one is not better than the other. Mm. It's just when it is more effectively utilized and embraced and yeah, mm. I think that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. Cause I was just like, no, 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 if you're uh, I don't know if your boss is going to like this, but this is where I'm at. <laughs> this, this is, is what, we do. what a call to action for you to help educate a leader who is telling somebody that they need some help, but like, what, what is, what is, what is help? Let's define that. Let's unpack. (laughs) We should, we should look at, is it helpful for you? Is it helpful for her? Is it helpful for the company? Because when she begins to do the work that you do with women, it's going to help everybody. When she engages in the work that he wants her to do, it might have a short-term impact positively on like productivity or, but it's going to be short-term. It's not going to be long-term. Absolutely. So that that's where it comes down to is really identifying. Thank you for bringing us back to like that. Do we educate? How do we educate? Um, How do we educate ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right. How do we educate other people? Um, Yeah. And just, and just really aligning with that. So I think it's a a call to action for all. Love it. Yes. So we are just about to wrap it up. We are so <laughs> sorry. I had to laugh at that because I know what our next episode is going to be. Oh, wrap it up. Oh, but um, just wait, y'all. It's going to be good. <laughs> so uh, we are just so honored that you decided to spend time with us again and um, hope that you really enjoyed this topic today. It is one filled with passion and um, intuitiveness and creativity and also assertiveness mm-hmm. and <laughs> right mm-hmm. and logical thinking and we are taking a big risk here mm-hmm. by really expressing right ourselves and the risk is calculated so do you like how I how, how I wove in the divine and the divine feminine brilliant. and masculine <laughs> fucking brilliant is what that was y'all Leanne Jameson that's that's who yeah. <laughs> Well, we are so excited that you are with us for today and um, we would love to hear some of your thoughts. So post them in the comments. Uh, let us know. I would love to know what topics you guys would like to hear about mm-hmm. too and what we can bring to you. Or if we have left you even more confused than before, you're welcome. Hopefully you can stay curious with compassion as you yes. dive into some of these topics. And I can't wait to see you for our next episode. It's going to be a good one. So sending so much light and love. We are honored that you have spent your time with us and have an amazing week. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, 
connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites, easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.